This is episode number 1,153 with Sergey Young. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Anne Frank said how wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. And Roy T. Bennett said, don't be pushed around by the fears in your mind. Be led by the dreams in your heart. My guest today is Sergey Young, who is a prominent investor in age reversal and life extension research and one of the world's most knowledgeable people on what the future holds for life extension. Advancing human longevity has become a passion of his the last few years after his father having a tough battle with cancer and having a personal health scare of his own. And he's written a new book called The Science and Technology of Growing Young, an insider's guide to the breakthroughs that will dramatically extend our lifespan and what you can do right now. I'm so fascinated by the idea of longevity, and I know this information will be life-changing for so many of you. And in this episode, we discuss the worst things to do for longevity, the most important things to do to reverse your age, the possibilities technology will introduce for improving our health and lives, and why Sergey firmly believes that if we can make it through the next 15 to 20 years in good health, we have a strong likelihood of living healthy to 150 years young. Yes, that's right. We're going to live a long time if we implement these strategies. And a big thank you for being here, everyone. If this is your first time here, please click the subscribe button right now over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to stay up to date and informed on the latest and greatest on the School of Greatness. Okay, in just a moment, the one and only Sir Gay Young. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. We've got Sergey Young in the house. My man, good to see you. Excited good about this. Series. You're on a mission to live to 200 years young. I do, yeah. You want to reverse aging. You want to live to 200 years. Why do you want to do that? And is that even possible for us to live beyond 120 Okay, so why do you want to do it? It's, um, I have so many things that I can do on this planet. So right from the beginning, when I was a kid, I had plenty of dreams. And my mission is to change at least 1 billion lives by bringing affordable and accessible version of healthcare and longevity to the world. And so you need a lot of time for that. Right. It doesn't As, happen overnight. Yeah, 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 it's not. So, and, and human body and mind is like the most complex thing for us to handle, to crack the code, to extend the resource. So that actually requires a lot of uh, time. So if you think about this, if it will be one silver bullet solution for our longevity and health, we would then invented this or discovered this either in the process of evolution or through kind of science, so it's obviously it's much more complex than that. So that's that's a mission thing, and and from personal perspective, I have four kids. As I uh, I'm an investor, so I'm saying I have diversified portfolio of four <laughs> right, kids. Right, right, right. And uh, well, that's just another reason to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, is it possible to to live to two hundred? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me be upfront. It's completely irresponsible promise today. Yes, and I'm, I'm I'm actually communicating and using this 200 years uh, by a number of reasons. One, if we want to change a lot of lives, 
you need to get an attention. So when you come in, into conversation saying, well, how about living 100 years? People are like, okay, you know, I've, I've seen people. Who Lots of people that. have done yeah. that, yeah. So that actually I've created this whole three horizons, like horizon one today, horizon two, like in five to 10 to 20 years for us to live to 150. And then and it was not enough. People were like, okay, the oldest woman on earth lived to 122, so 150 is not almost there. Yeah. So I created the third horizon, like human avatars, human brain AI integration, virtual world, and saying, well, this is where we're going to go if we want to live 200 years. But so again, I'm, I'm really mindful that this is irresponsible promise, but it's such a great aspiration. Sure. And as we discussed, like every morning, I'm 49, so every morning when I wake up, I have like three fourths of my life ahead of me. So this is like the biggest source of energy for me. There's so many things I can do. So just thinking that I'm gonna to live to 200, mm -hmm. it makes you start to change the way you, th you think, your actions, your habits, your routines, your plans. You're not planning like, I'm gonna start getting sick in yeah. 20 years yeah. and then retire yeah. and then just yeah. sit around. You're like, I've got 150 years left. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, that's that's it changes I think, your identity. I, I, well, oh, well, this is this is the term that we use: your psychological age identity. Mm. And obviously, by our lifespan and life cycle terms. So, if, if I'm 49 out of my 200, I'm still a kid in right. a way, right? right? So, the world is full of opportunities for me. So that's that's the that's the aspect of that. And then your energy change, the way you look, the way you communicate, the way you dream. The way you share something with people, so that's 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 a, a very important aspect of that. The other is, aspect is we almost and this is one of our limiting beliefs. We always neglect the connection between our mind and body. We kind of you know think it's separate. Mm -hmm. It's not. So if you start thinking, I'm young, and you have your psychological target age like 10 or 15 years below your calendar age your body actually start to react and, and develop itself in a, in, a, in a different way. You become more younger. Just the chemistry of your Yeah, so if you look at cells. biomarkers, right? Uh, the studies where we've, we managed to reverse aging, literally at a very small increment still, but it's, it's just a lot of progress, always had this psychological component, like psychological work stream when people just... Um, think that they're younger than than they really is. When they think they're younger, they physically become younger. Yeah. And we've been able to track that or, or research that? Yeah, so that or? basically what is happening, we've, uh, we just done a piece of research uh, last year. Uh, it's still pretty small group. Uh, so, but then the psychological aspect of aging, like thinking young, like almost think and grow young. Yes. Just... Uh, one of the subchapters uh, in the book is always the part of rejuvenation routine and uh, a lot of studies where we're actually trying to reverse aging based of biomarkers that you have, like what, 44. And what's the best way to think young? What does that look like? Uh, okay, so what's so, a practice of thinking young? Yeah, like, okay. So I can tell only from my own experience. Yes. Well, that's why we're having this conversation, right? Um, How do you think young? Yeah, so first of all, you just need to almost like ignore your calendar age and allow yourself to be younger in terms of your dreams, aspiration, mm. behavior. Uh, just ignore like a social standards 
for you and social conditions and pressure um, for your calendar age. Mm-hmm. And and the best thing is just think about the figure. So my figure is 25 years old. Man. The figure. Yeah. Like a particular age that you, that you think your psychological this is who target I, I, I'm age. Yeah. This old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like 25 years old. Obviously, I'm having my conversation with Sergey. Come on, you might look like 35 years old. You're not that young. But then, in the end, uh, if you if it's part of you for like many days, weeks, and and month, it's just becoming your almost identity. So having your target psychological age ridiculously below your calendar age right. is uh, is a great a way key. to start. It's a great strategy. Yeah. So, that's, so that's just saying I'm 20, you're 49. So that's yeah. you'd be yeah. saying like, yeah. I'm, I'm 25 years old. I feel 25. I feel and look 25. Just saying this to yourself, yeah. repeating yeah. a mantra, yeah. writing it down. Yeah. What is priming. this? So what I do yeah. like in the morning when I do priming, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to live 200 years. It, actually, it's, it's better to have healthy and happy years because yeah, universe like will give suffering. you like the figure, yeah. but the quality is probably more important than quantity. So I'm going to live healthy and happy years, uh, 200 years in the body of 25 years old man. Wow. And that's it. This is what I'm doing. And then in the evening when I have my you know, gratefulness moment, I'm also, I'm just repeating that and that's it. And, and usually it takes like a week or two for you to accept that mm. or start accepting that. And, just make it and see the changes. You'll wow. be amazed. You're going to behave like a kid. Your level of energy right. is going to be completely different. And level of uh, aspirations and uh, your mission and your kind of life plan sure. is different as well. So what's the... I know you have like two different visions. Mm-hmm. Well, one is like, okay, for the next five to ten years... What are the things that are available to us now to help yep. us age in reverse? Mm-hmm. And then 10 years and beyond, all the other things that are coming that aren't mm-hmm. here yet that we can look yep. forward to. So what are yep. something that someone who doesn't have a lot of resources and funds right now, mm-hmm. they can do to start aging in reverse besides psychological age? Mm-hmm. Today. Yes. Okay. There's, there's so many things that we can uh, do. They might sound boring, yes. but they work. Uh, just in a brilliant way. Right. Okay. So just for the interest of time. So in the book, I have like a bonus chapter. It's two times bigger than any other chapter in the book. And, and it's about 10 longevity choices. With your permission, I just want to go through five. Let's do it. Yeah. These okay. are five buckets. Yeah. Five longevity buckets. So, and, and let's start with the one, which is your importance of your annual health checkup. Annual health when checkup. I, yeah. When I have 30 seconds on longevity, even on the passport control, when people ask me, like, you know, what brought you to the United States? I'm like, you know, I'm on longevity mission. I want to change one billion lives. And they're like, what? So <laughs> what, what do I need to do? So when I have 30 seconds, I'm saying the most important day every year in your life is the day of your annual checkup. So yesterday, for me, I went to Human Longevity Center in San Diego. It was the most important day for me this year. Uh, when you have your annual, annual uh, medical checkup, it should be as comprehensive as possible and uh, it should be as expensive as possible to the extent that you can afford okay uh, but then and what and, are the things you're doing at that checkup what do yeah. you do is it drawing so, blood is yeah, it yeah, yeah so you know like checking your sight your hearing your yeah, heart there's, there's, yeah there's so many things that you do there like I give what 21 blood samples 
just to go through all of my biomarkers. Yeah, wow. but remember, I'm I'm kind of crazy guy. This is yeah. my mission, passion. You could, you could do like profession. three, probably. Yeah, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I just want to uh, to mention that you don't need to go to extreme. What healthcare system has to offer to you, on whatever level you are in society and in terms of your wealth, is enough to detect the biggest risk factors and problems in your body, right? So don't think, well, of course, Sergey can do it. He's a longevity investor. He has an access. He has a knowledge. Yes, I do. But uh, a lot of people around me, it's just hospital next door and having a dialogue with your doctor or, or with healthcare provider saying, you know, annual checkup and, and your risk are heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and not really neurodegenerative disease because we really don't know now where it comes from and how to treat that. So right, that's, right, right. That's, that's the thing. So what I do is like full body MRI, 21 samples of blood, uh, CT, wow. uh, ultrasound check of uh, your arteries here, uh, your heart. Yeah, I actually put the heart monitor. See I'm a big fan of wearables, yeah. And it's crazy. For so our, what is that? That sticks in your yeah, chest? So actually, it, like this is a lot skin? of fun. Yeah. How's it fun? Yeah, so for, for uh, you have audio, Yes, uh, audience as well. Video, yeah. So that's that's like a small piece of wearable right on your chest next to the heart. So you can kind wear... Kind of looks like a glucose monitor a little it bit, It is, right? yeah. I actually have glucose monitor yeah, here. So it's internet of body. We'll, we'll come back to that. So you put it on your chest. You wear it for probably seven days. And it what it does, it does, it's monitor performance of your heart on, on you know, every minute uh, within this um, seven days. So then you ship it. It's it's right here on the chip, and it's much more kind of scientific, precise, uh, and data driven. That everything we had before, what's happening during the yeah, day and the yeah, morning and yeah, night, exactly. it's tracking all of it. Yeah, and uh, it's it's tracking. And the major focus is is performance of your heart, right? Because heart disease and cancer are uh, two biggest reasons for that. It's like more than fifty percent of deaths after age of fifty happening because of these two reasons. Okay? Heart disease or cancer? And cancer, right. And then, How can you prevent uh, those things? Okay, so uh, coming back to uh, your annual checkup, annual right? Checkup, Longevity yeah. bucket one. Um, think about cancer 20 years ago. People thought it's case of that. People were defer- def- actually deferring their uh, cancer check because if you knew you had cancer, there's, I mean, you're going to be dead in just a few months. Well, it's not the case anymore. We're right in the middle of winning the war against cancer. Mm. It's still very expensive. It's still extremely dangerous disease. But if you detect cancer, uh, and we invest through Longevity Vision Fund, we invest a lot in early cancer diagnostic. Early on, like stage one cancer, your chances to recover is 93 to 100%, depending on the cancer type. Imagine. If you detect yeah. it early. Uh, early. So that's yeah. why having the health exactly. checkup once yeah. a year yeah. will allow you to, ch- to catch exactly. it early, hopefully. Exactly. And technology is, is really progressing in this field, right? I'm not sure to what extent you're comfortable speaking about colonoscopy, but they, that's, that's, the, that's the main kind of tool and, and intervention for us to check uh, like a colon cancer. Colonoscopy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So then... I call. How many human, of those have you done? Uh, so I, I was just delaying my. I was like, like so I afraid of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do it. So I, you do it under sedation. So I've done two in the last five years. So I call human longevity up and say, guys, do I need to do one this year? 
And they said, no, we have the calling guard, like a new product. And it's like $19, one hmm. nine. Calling guard. Yeah. Uh, call it's guard. like a supplement or something? Yeah, no, it's a um, uh, uh, test. It's actually a fecal test. I'm oh. not sure I need to go out on these details for, sure, for sure. the audience, but the test, uh, uh, this is discussion. School, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then so, you send it in. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, wow. but just using the uh, neural network built by artificial intelligence on the basis huh. of 100,000 samples for the price of $19, you, you, you have almost like the same detection results, detection wow. rate, As like this invasive, uh, awful, uh, and scary procedure. And if you buy 20 tests, I mean, you don't need to buy it. Right? It's just part of your right. plan, right? But like for 20 tests, you pay $100. Imagine, so every technology that we invest in the Longevity Vision Fund, don't change the current state. And not, it's, it's not improving, improving this by like factor of 10 or 20%. It's decreasing the cost of healthcare for people by wow. factor of 10, 20, 50 times. And we invested wow. in affordable ultrasound diagnostic. We invested in different wearables, early cancer diagnostic as well. Like nineteen dollars. Wow, that's amazing. And like with, and it's more than ninety percent. And you'll discover the very early signs of the colon cancer in combination with full body body MRI. Wow. And I can speak forever about the importance of early detection. And the same with heart disease. Uh, just in the last ten years, uh, you have you know special. Um, surgical robots, mm -hmm. you know, like whatever the problem you have in your heart system, it's going to be fixed with enormous degree of reliability by a human doctor who's just operating this through a computer and this beautiful robots who's right. just doing. So, uh, you know, again, I can talk about this forever. So Bucket number one, the one annual of the health most checkup. important health checkup. And where can someone go wherever they are in the world? Do they just go to their local doctor? Do they yeah. go and say, I need an annual yeah. health checkup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, 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 my focus, yeah and my focus is uh, health disease, cancer, diabetes. That's so ask it. them to test you on those things yeah, yeah. and go from there. Yeah, okay. exactly. So that's number one, annual health checkup. That makes sense because knowledge is power. Exactly. Uh, and if you're not, I think most people are like, uh, how do I delay this checkup mm -hmm. the longest until they need to do it because they yeah. feel like something's yeah. off, then they yeah. check up. Yeah. But preventative care is probably the best thing you can do. By a number it's, of reasons. It's yeah. like, just do the things to prevent it so you don't have to get sick. Exactly. Well, it's 10 to 20 times cheaper. Yes. Right? It's much more successful. Less painful. Yeah, yeah, it's less painful. And you don't need to wait until your body will manifest itself yeah. with, with disease. Because at this stage, it's almost like stage four, right? And your recovery chances, mm. like if looking at cancer, is what, 20 to 30%. Uh, and, and in terms of the call, and even if you survive, like my father had a, a lung cancer back in 2005. He survived, but he shrunk in size by one third. His, his body. Yeah, yeah. And his quality of life never recovered to this mm. extent. So well, this is where my passion for longevity you started. You want to live was, longer and more quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, uh, so that's number one. one. Two, um, I call it don't die stupid or don't do stupid things. Or scientifically, I call it passive longevity, right? So if you're smoking, statistically, you're going to live 10 years, uh, well, less, right? <laughs> and, and if you look at the average for your uh, gender and population group, okay? So smoking, minus 10 years from your life. Uh, not using seat belts, uh, minus what? two years. Seat belts in the car. 
Seatbelts. Yeah, seatbelts, yeah. 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 Minus two years uh, from your life. Uh, well, excessive consumption of drugs and alcohol. I don't even have the figures, but um, that's uh, dangerous as well. Um, so this, these are the simple things. Or don't doing, you know, doing super extreme sports. Like, for, for example, I... I've been blessed and I had an opportunity to travel to like South Pole and North Pole because it's it's still pretty safe trips. But then I thought, okay, what if I I want to go to Everest, like the, the highest mountain on yeah. Earth? So probability of death, if you try to do it, is a little bit around, well, a little bit above 6%. Wow. So I thought like, as a man who wants to change one billion lives and father of four kids, I don't want to do it. So these are the simple choices. And, and again, they all rational uh, in regards to smoking or your safety procedures, uh, etc. So that's mm-hmm. that's very important too. Okay. And people really underestimate that. Don't die stupid. Don't do things so extreme that it gives you more chance yeah. of dying younger. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, number three. So third is diet. So one of our limiting beliefs, and this is what has changed for us, is we underestimate the power of food. And the food, uh, and, and the fact that food can be our medicine, right? Mm-hmm. So in this regard, there's so many disagreement in, in, uh, in uh, scientific circles around what actually extends our life today. But there is almost one agreement, even this most skeptical one say that, if you decrease the, the number of calories, your, your caloric intake, it's almost it's almost your guarantee that you're gonna live like two, three, four years longer, and the quality actually gonna be better. Crazy. Yeah, it is. You'll so, look younger too. Yeah, 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 exactly. But then the question is how you do it, right? Because you don't want it's for me. It's a nightmare just to three days a week. Uh, sorry, three times a day seven days a week just to control like the number of calories that you do. So what I do, I, I'm, I'm doing a lot of plant-based food because the caloric intensity so of small. vegetables is so small. Even, you have, if, even if we have like the whole table full of uh, vegetables, you're still going to be fine. So that's one. Uh, two, because of the current production practices for meat and mm-hmm. fish, uh, the industrial version of this is full of uh, growth hormones, antibiotics, Equally bacteria itself. So I'm just trying to avoid this. Uh, so that's uh, important as well. And this is why you switch to vegetables as well. I, I also do fasting, but it's not for everyone. I, I, you know, yeah. I do like 36 hours of fasting every week, Monday evening to Wednesday morning. I've been starting to do that from Sunday evening mm-hmm. to Tuesday morning. Yeah. And I feel great. It's amazing. I just did this a couple of days ago. Yeah. I've done it a few times this yeah. year. And... I'm kind of like, okay, once a month right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. try for 24 yeah. to 36 yeah. hours. Yeah. And it's like maybe every two weeks or maybe every week eventually. Yeah. And I feel like I'm getting leaner. I feel yeah. like healthier, younger, all yeah. those things. So Yeah. yeah well, that's exa- I also like your choice of uh, weekdays because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying, I'm killing the blue monster in the beginning, yeah. right? So I'm like the most difficult part is like do it on Monday and Tuesday. And then for the rest of the week, yeah, enjoy. you enjoy <laughs> yourself. Yeah. I also like wine, but uh, specifically Californian one. But um, it's really unhealthy, specifically from the age of like 45, when your aging processes are, uh, are starting to 
progress. So I, I'm sticking like probably one or two glasses of wine every week. Like on uh, my scene days, like Friday evening or Saturday evening. Max. And that's it, yeah. I just did a brain scan with Dr. Dam- Daniel Amen. Yeah, Do you of know course. Him? Yeah, Amy no, I interviewed him for yeah. the book. Amazing guy. I just yeah. just got my results back mm-hmm. literally last week and yeah. did three brain scans. Supposed to go back in four months. He wants me to give me, he's giving me some supplements and mm-hmm. some hyperbolic hyperbolic chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. my first one yesterday. I'm doing another one tomorrow. I'm supposed to do 40 with sessions. oxygen? Uh, yeah, it's at Next Health here. Yeah, yeah. And in the chamber. Um, and he said, that I asked him, I go, we just had an interview come mm-hmm. out with him, but I asked him, of smoking marijuana, cigarettes, or alcohol, which one is worse for the brain? Yeah. And he said marijuana, based on 80,000, I think, mm-hmm. scan mm-hmm. results, yeah. those that yeah. had marijuana had yeah. far worse brains than looking brains than those who didn't. He said, obviously, smoking and alcohol also affected, but marijuana is the worst. Mm-hmm. And so if we know these things, that smoking, alcohol, marijuana is bad for the brain, bad yeah. for long, longevity, yeah. why do we keep doing them? Why do we keep doing it? Look, it's a trillion-dollar question. I, I can guess uh, that uh, I, I do think uh, through evolution, we didn't really have access to all these things. So our body and our mind has never been prepared to tackle the challenge of this kind of over-availability of this uh, of this world. These things. Yeah. Of the world, right? Yeah. The, the, so much stimulation, mm-hmm. so much opportunities, yeah. challenges, yeah. adversity, yeah. pain, yeah. suffering, media. Like, it was a much simpler life 100 years ago. Exactly, exactly. There was still adversity, but it was like, okay, we're just hanging out with our few friends in the, yeah, yeah. In the farm, Yeah, right? yeah like, that's it. Yeah, I agree. And... Uh, We've never been, well, that's why I, I talk about discipline and that you need in longevity because otherwise um, your body through centuries, through, actually through million years of evolution has not really been prepared to, to handle all this stress and all these choices. Wow. That's, that's probably the shortest okay. way to answer that. Okay, so, so that's diet only diet. And also the final, you know. That was three, right? Yeah, yeah, Number four? Uh, yeah final piece on the diet is, uh-huh. is the importance of like take out the sugar drinks so like we're drinking water today yes. so that's super important um, this we have way too much sugar that we should and we can process in terms of um, how our body works the fourth is physical activity mm-hmm. and we have a funny uh, view on on physical activity so I mean, as humans, we, everything is like black and white. It's everything is binary, extremes. So it's as a group of people just they're sitting and like watching football on, on TV. The other group of people are okay. I need to run a marathon. Yeah. But there's so many things in between. Like the easiest thing you you can do is just like wear your Whoop or a Fitbit or Apple Watch and count the steps. Ten thousand steps a day is enough actually to. Uh, to transform your metabolic state, right? To support your longevity, like a healthy state of your body. If you look at uh, at uh, science, starting from six point five thousand steps or seven thousand steps is actually enough. Then it's a plateau. But you usually say like ten thousand steps a day because we tend to under deliver yeah. in terms of our target. And it's it's very easy. It's it's gamified. You can have immediate feedback, like a badges, congratulations, prizes. And uh, that's that's the whole thing. I had an interview with um, Adrian Gore, the founder of um, uh, insurance companies. They they are I don't know who's their partner in the US. In UK, it's uh, Vitality UK. They started from South Africa, and like the only option 
and, and tools and resources they had to make people healthy is uh, lifestyle changes. Because of the way you know, the country was run and how poor they were, like it was like the only thing that they did. And they, and, and they work a lot with guys like Apple, with Fitbit, just to make a change in, in your health through giving you different stimulus uh, to uh, do physical activity every day mm-hmm. in, in form of steps. So like if you do uh, every week, if you complete your seven goals, you get like a cup of coffee from Starbucks. Every two weeks is, uh, I think, tickets to the cinema. Right, right, right. And then, for, uh, mm-hmm. but then the funny thing, you'd be amazed how many things that we can do for a free cu- uh, cup of coffee right, from right. Starbucks. Like, oh, I'm going to go do this yeah, for an yeah, hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, uh, that's the thing. So gamified. And then obviously on top of that, if you can, you should add stretching. Mm-hmm. You should add um, like a cardio exercise because this mm-hmm. is the best training for your heart and vessels. And remember, it's one of the top... Uh, risk uh, for death heart, so then yeah, yeah it's heart cancer, disease yeah. Yeah, and cancer so that's that's super important uh, as well and also heavy lifting what i've what i've heard i've seen the study actually that people who are professional like heavy lifters uh they have zero problem in any stage of their life even during the old stage zero problem with uh joints Mm. And bones as well. I don't know how it works, wow. but it's it's really amazing. So that's that's worth that's your uh, health. Uh, yeah, everything. Th- is, I mean, yeah. there are some heavy lifter bodybuilders who have destroyed their body. Yeah. So if you're yeah. an extremist with oh, it, yeah, yeah, obviously it's going to shut your body down. But I think the science behind it is just like the resistance training, the heavy lifting is increasing bone density. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's doing and all these things for your muscle. body. Yeah. yeah. And muscle burns fat, so it's like helping you keep the fat yeah. off, which is helping you stay younger and all those things. So that's physical activity, number five. Yeah, number five. Uh, I call it peace of mind. And um, as we mm. discuss, um, every time we, th- we think about health, we kind of defer to and we focus on, on physical health. And I do think we underestimate the importance of the mental aspect of that because uh, if we want to live longer, we want to live in healthy and happy state. So that's important. And that's that's a lot of simple things like uh, sleeping. Uh, my rule is huge. eight hours in the bed, seven hours of sleep. So that's right, that's right. what I... Resting for an hour, sleeping. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's what I do. Uh, you know, I might fall asleep earlier, but then it's just I don't want to mix that you know, time in the bed. is not always your kind of quality sleep time. Um, then... Uh, meditation mm-hmm. is very important. The problem, you just uh, mentioned how difficult and uh, uh, and um, destructing this world is. So by this means, we have extre- we all probably have very high uh, level of cortisol, the stress hormone. Yes. And the way Mother Nature constructed our body, it's actually meant to be like a spike. So you see a bear or something dangerous in the forest you have a spike of cortisol, the stress hormone, you run, and then in, if you're lucky, in uh, you know, 10 or 20 minutes, then you can actually relax and your cortisol level goes down. So, but we're living with extremely high cortisol level, hour by hour, day by day, week by week. And, mm-hmm. it's, it's, and it's very dangerous. So meditation is a, is a really simple way to decrease your cortisol level. And it's because... Uh, enormous uh, health effect mm-hmm. and also in terms of the happiness i think the sense of purpose and sharing the be- like social realization sense of purpose is is super important and uh, again 
as we discussed pre-show, uh, uh, if you think about like religious leaders or people who have a big mission in life, they tend to shine more, have more energy and uh, live longer. So yeah. I mean, a meaningful purpose. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. A meaningful purpose. Going back, so those are the five out of the 10 yeah. buckets. Um, going back to the psychological age and social, I guess, pressures or social mm-hmm. norms. Yeah. Something my father did as a child growing up is he would never celebrate my birthday. And I remember all the other kids in my class mm-hmm. would have birthday parties, cakes, balloons, presents, yeah. all this. Yeah. It was like this big celebration. My birthday comes around, nothing. I got oh no gifts, God. no parties, no nothing. It was just another day. Oh. And I remember after like a few years of this, you know, once I realized at like five, I was like, oh, I'm not even, and then it was like seven and eight. I was like, Dad, why don't you celebrate my birthday? What's like, do you not love me? You know, I was like, yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, son, we celebrate you every day, but I don't want to put emphasis on your age and how yeah. old you're getting. Yeah. Because I've seen so many people focus on their age and be held back mentally and yeah. emotionally and yeah. physically yeah. by how young they are yeah. or how old they are. Yeah. And so... I never celebrated it. And I was like, Dad, but we can still get like a cake or something, you know, and have like presents. But he was like, I just don't want you to be limited by yeah, your age, by, by focusing yeah. on time as a factor that's an importance for you that could hold you back. And I thought it was, you know, after of like the sadness of yeah, it, I was like, yeah. this makes sense. And I it grew is. up feeling just like, it doesn't matter how old I'm getting yeah. biologically, yeah. right? But yeah. psychologically, I'm staying young yeah. and healthy and fulfilled and fun yeah. and joyful. Yeah. I'm expressing myself like a child. And therefore I feel young. And so, and I never feel like limited because I'm like, oh, I'm now I'm 38 biologically. So it's like, uh, I can't do this. It's like, no, you can. I can still do whatever yeah. I want. Oh yeah, that's that's a great story. I mean, it's obviously a little bit painful for the kids, <laughs> if I can imagine. Uh, but that's a, that's a great lesson but and, it's kind and of, a great yeah, habit. It's breaking yeah. down the social norms of like mm-hmm. how to put emphasis yeah. on our age. Yeah. And how, okay, now you're a big milestone, 30. Now it's yeah. 40. Like, yeah. oh, you're getting over yeah. the hill. It's like saying these things, words have meaning and start to psychologically yeah. affect us. Like now I'm middle-aged. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you only got half your what life left? What does it left? mean, yeah. So it's all downhill from here. It's like the words we use transform our mindset, exactly. which affects our physiology. Exactly, exactly. You also touched on a very important topic of how society and our life will change if we're all going to live much, much longer, whether it's 150 years or 200 years as well. And then I think the biggest mindset shift that we need to do is that our life, will consist of several beautiful mini lives okay so mini lives mini lives seasons so, yeah yeah, yeah? Well, well that's a great uh, metaphor or way to call it so then uh every 10 to 20 years we will have a, a an opportunity and a pleasure of changing career right or right. you know start to do things that you always were dreaming of doing so that's that i i do think it's important to recognize and uh we always be on this trajectory of redefining ourselves, and 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 I do think it's it's very soon that we'll have an. It's going to be a social norm to make a lot of changes in your life in terms of you know education, career, per, even purpose, even a dream. Uh, every ten to twenty years. Well, that's yeah. that's one of the things to uh, to grow young. 
but also I think it's a necessity in a world where our lifespan will go beyond or well beyond 100 years. Yeah, that's cool. I'm curious about environment and weather. Mm -hmm. How does that play into age and aging or, yeah. ants or staying young? Yeah. Do people that live in cold, extreme yeah. colds yeah. live longer? Do mm -hmm. people live in extreme hots? Is it more mild temperature yeah. where they live longer? Do we have any research mm -hmm. on this? Yes. So, and this is very interesting, actually. So every time we're talking about extremes, right. it's not really Good. great. Yeah. Either side. Yeah. So if you like right, you know, in the middle of Africa, right, and always under the sun, it's not that great because it what it does, it's actually uh, speeds up uh, it, like the aging processes mm, in your, your skin body. and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other the other extreme, if you are like really up north, that then. The it's, body has it, to work so hard yeah, yeah, to yeah. stay warm. So that's that's one. Well, the other thing is um, you are deprived of sun because it's like six months of yes. you know what vitamin uh, D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, of um, uh, polar night and six months of polar day. You don't have like a vitamin D which processes naturally in your body, and and also you usually have certain limitations in terms of your access to nutritional food. Mm -hmm. uh, food is in deficit there in terms of variety and like right. vegetables as well. So you're really far away from you know, your organic farm or yes. wherever you take your vegetables from. So I do think that we all, like if you think about US or Europe and a sweet spot of, um, where we can live for to maximize our longevity. I also I, I talk about and uh, about this in the concept called longevity revolution. I do think, and I, I I say there's seven signs of longevity revolution just for communication purposes. And first sign for me is that I, I want you and all of us to watch out how longevity friendly uh, our uh, our environment um, is becoming. Mm. Uh, so, like China and India added 10% of their timberlands in the last 10 years, or driverless they, cars. They added what? Uh, timberlands, like, like, like uh, forest area. Okay. Yeah, forest oh. area increased, right? So that's... Uh, Why? Is that for oxygen? Is that for uh, nature? Yeah, well, that's that for... the, because, I mean, I think uh, mm, making sure the world is becoming better, right? And, and fighting global warming is... Um, is on everyone's agenda. And, and uh, you know, like these countries, they, they kind of thought, okay, if we will increase the, you know, the timber, like a forest land, uh, that's gonna help to solve a problem. The other sign is um, like driverless cars. So if you are, I was about to say, if you're driving driverless cars. So if you are in a driverless car, your chances to get in severe accidents or die is actually 10 times smaller. If you're not driving the car, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's if it's drive, yeah, if it's driven by a computer, is that out there yet? I mean, there's uh, the Tesla well, that I have has yeah, like self-driving. Yeah, but we still, yeah, yeah, we yeah. get in there. It's just a matter of in the next because, you know, I, I want to prepare all of us, not only for changes that we just discussed for today, but like you need to stay on longevity bridge. You, in the next five to 10, 15 years, you need to be healthy and happy to so make sure you enjoy the benefit of all these technologies which coming. are coming. That's yeah. not too late. So I call it Horizon 2. So we, we will discuss that as well. Yes. But then drive these cars. So that's a natural choice. So you just decrease mortality rate by a factor of 10. Wow. That, isn't that amazing? Or plant-based meat or lab-grown meat. 
well, that's well, just another caloric restriction mm. intervention. Intervention, uh, if you think so, I'm, I'm actually very uh, hopeful mm. and positive about the fact that right now we have a choice whether you go for like a usual meat or plant-based meat uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not religious about being vegan or vegetarian. I have plenty of friends who are gonna uh, uh, have this habit. But, uh, you know, obviously, all these changes in the environment contributes to, right. uh, you know, our ability uh, to live longer and mm. enjoy our life. In fact, I'm actually, I'm doing a lot of pro bono programs called Longevity at Work with largest corporations on earth. I, I just, I, I don't want to use their names. And again, everything I do in Longevity is, is me sharing the best of me. So I do it for free. But what we do, we create longevity bubbles like a longevity enabling environment in their offices so people use the stairs there's uh, healthy food in canteens and vending machines they all have variables and then week by week you just compare this department with this <laughs> department this state with this state uh, as well they have and and right now you have so many apps for like meditation for sure, like, sure. smoking cessation and an annual checkup is is a part of so many health plans so you just need to have like a good focus on that. Yeah. So this is what we do. It's just another way for you to uh, improve your longevity chances to make sure you have, you're surrounded with healthy choices rather than you're not just, you opening out right. your fridge and it's like and alcohol and, and yeah. chocolate. I, I love all of this, but it's just not really healthy. It's we not are not prepared to handle these choices on a regular basis by mother nature. Yeah. What, what do you think is the perfect temperature to be at? If you're like, yeah, seventy-eight five point two degrees is yeah. like year uh, round, or is it good to have some seasons? Yeah, where there's like some cold months, some mm-hmm. hotter months, some milder months. What do you think about mm. temperature? So, if you look at distribution of uh, lifespan uh, all around the, blue the world, zones, yeah, where are the what are the temperatures? Yeah, so I, 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 if you are this not on the extreme side of the Earth, like not not on the equator or not in the North Pole. Um, the biggest determinants of your lifespan is actually not the climate, but um, uh, your access to healthcare. Uh, that's mm. important. Uh, and uh, your uh, income and your genetic predisposition, right? So if you are unlucky mm. in genetic lottery, you, you have like rare disease. So that's, uh, that's bad. Um, as well, well, that's why my mission is to bring affordable and accessible version of longevity mm-hmm. to the world. Because I'm kind of less interested to create something which will cost like a millions of dollars and give just very few the opportunity to yeah. outlive the others. Um, that's it. So, but then just to be practical here, I think anywhere between like in the room, like between 68 and, and like 70 degrees is, is fine. People, so the way our body develops itself uh, and um, optimize itself is just reaction to mini shocks. So that's why like cryo chambers uh, is important. Hyperbaric chambers that you're doing is also important. So mm-hmm. they change the inflow. It's usually kind of full of oxygen. Uh, so that's actually pretty important for yeah. your brain health. Um as well, uh, so that's why you know people love to you know to take like a cold showers because it, I mean if you do it like for two or three minutes it's just like uh, um, body starts to respond to that like yeah. a mini shocks and like and 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 if you look at what Nassim Taleb uh, anti fragile 
Antifragility uh, book. So he's basically said that a series of mini shocks prepare prepares us for handling much bigger shocks in our life. Yes. And this is the way body develops itself. Uh, so I do think, you know, uh, making sure you're not that comfortable. Yeah. And it's volatile, right, in a way, and also temperature-wise is, mm-hmm. uh, is important as well. That's good. What would you say are the five worst habits that actually shorten our lives? Um, one, we covered this a little bit. So one is uh, obviously smoking. Yeah. Right. And uh, I can expand it to like drug addiction. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's one. Uh, two. Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about alcohol. I I, I think it just goes without saying. Um, two uh, is mm, having your diet wrong. Bad diet. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's bad diet. And specifically, we, we're living in a world which is full of temptations. And, and there's, we basically delegated and outsourced all our food choices to uh, you know, big food producers, uh, other suppliers, to advertising as well. So I, I do think there's, it's, it's time to take back control and responsibility for your own health through kind of defining your own uh, diet. Uh, third is lack of physical activity so that's uh that's really bad um fourth i think it's just this reactive approach to medicine which starts with us so unless my body manifests itself if i have a problem then i'll see a doctor right Right. and it's and it's usually by that time it's really too late to treat it in a um in a optimal inexpensive and highly successful way uh and fifth I think it's just priming ourselves to be negative, right? Because and and we have like if, if you watch TV or you you, you go to the uh, news website today, you have a feel that the world is falling apart. It's not. This is like the. I, I know it might sound ridiculous for some of you, but I, this is like the best time to live on this Ever. planet statistically, you know, through the, the whole history of humanity, right? But then. Instead of that, we just, we got this, you know, all the pieces of bad news. So I do think it's, it's just keeping the distance from constantly negative news. Yes. Uh, and um, making sure uh, that you have something positive uh, in your life and in your mindset. And how important is sleep to living longer? You so talked about it a little I, bit. I don't know if you, if you um, had a chance to talk with uh, Matthew Walker. I'm uh, supposed to interview him soon, but I've had uh, Sean Stevenson on who's okay, written perfect. a book about sleep. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it, frankly speaking, before uh, probably age of 45, I, I was looking at sleep as obligation. So it was almost we like, like ah, endless credit hours, of hours. Yeah, yeah that I can take, let me, I can wake up early, I'll just do that, I'll stay late, etc. And then after reading Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, this basically like changed my life completely. So I do think it's super important by, by a lot of scientific reasons. And I know I, I obviously know I have a lot of friends who run like longevity and human performance optimization clinics all around the world. So there's, um, there's a guy called um, Dr. Uh, Jack Cradle. So first time I'm, I met him, I'm like, so what's your advice? So he, uh, we had a lunch and he was just looking at me and, and, and he said the beautiful, he said, Sergey, every night we have an opportunity to visit the best clinic 
in the world. We go to bed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the best way to put it. Right? So, it, I mean, it's like, it, and then it really costs nothing, right? So you don't need to be rich to improve the quality of your sleep. I mean, it's obviously just a lot of like techniques around that. Um, but um, that's it. And so this is the best clinic in the world in terms of your hormonal balance, the level of energy. Uh, in fact, if you look at science, there's a, so if, if you were sleeping less than six, well, probably five hours, your chances to get Alzheimer is 40% higher. Mm. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and neurogenerative disease, uh, uh, diseases are such an unknown territory for us. So, I mean, if you can almost guarantee you decrease your chances to hit that by sleeping more, I, I think we all should do this. Right, right. And what about, you mentioned not being negative. Mm -hmm. uh, what does a positive mindset in general do for our longevity? Mm -hmm. um, so my definition of positive mindset is like mm, not judging people. It, mm -hmm. And it's it's... I mean, it's always much easier to say that rather than to live with this habit. But like your mental discipline is pretty important. So every time like I'm, I'm going in my judgmental mode, I'm, I'm always like, who am I? Mm. You know, who I am to judge these guys, right? And, it's, and if someone, someone does something, there's sometimes it's just like a good reason for him or her to behave this way. We just don't know that. So there was a number of reasons. Uh, uh, like uh, if someone is just not responding to your emails, well, think about what if they have like a huge trouble in the family, right? right. And we and we always by default we just like, well, what is called? You're just not responding to my email. So it's like giving people like a benefit of doubt, and and always um, think that there's all positive interpretation mm -hmm. of other people' actions. So that's one. The other one is um, is just giving more than taking from the world. I think it's very important because we have this transactional mentality. So, you know, I'll just do something for you and, and you'll do something for me. I don't think it's the way how world and universe uh, works. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just realizing that and, uh, and I've seen so many lives changed people who just decided one day that they're going to share the best of themselves with the world and how rewarding it can be and literally like and it's three six months and you just get completely different level of support and positive vibes and right. good things happening around you right what about money how important mm -hmm. is money and longevity how important is thinking about money yeah. making money um not having money, mm -hmm. how do these play in? Do people with less money live longer? Do yeah. people with more money live longer? Yeah. Um, so, and again, it's it's a sensitive topic for me because of my mission. Again, affordability and accessibility aspect is is um, is um, is of the major focus for what I do and and the fund as well. So, it's a. It's a very complicated question, obviously. And I think that money is a very important resource. Well, this is the way this world has been constructed, that this is what we use to exchange for good services and uh, some other things. So in a way, I, I, and again, which is coming back to one theme today, like 
how bad extremes can be. So if you're like really obsessed with that, it's actually replace your sense of happiness, sense of enjoyment in the world. You like almost like insecure overachiever, which is working on and it's mm-hmm. never enough, right? So that's one extreme. The other one is like if you completely ignore the role of money in our life, whether it's in longevity or like in a, in a broader sense, then that means that um, some of the important things will not be available for you because there's mm-hmm. it's not going to be enough money or res- or resources for you to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about, I don't know, big house or yacht sure, or sure, sure. private plane. I just, I'm not interested in that. You know, my ass is as comfortable in economy class as in private jet. So and oh, it's yeah. the same speed and it's the same point A to point B. So I'm, I'm really indifferent about this, uh, this whole thing. So in, in this you know, extent, but obviously I've seen so many people who, who, um, became kind of happier uh, by the moment they realized that uh, life is just not about money, just mm-hmm. about simple pleasures, happiness, um, helping others kind of things. I, I know it sounds a little bit altruistic, but this is like, I'm, I'm always been criticized for being idealistic. So mm-hmm. that's, that's me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've been around in the venture capital world, mm-hmm. investing world for yeah. a yeah. long time yeah, now. Yeah, 20 so years. You, you've met a lot of extremely wealthy people. Mm-hmm billionaires you've worked with um you know you know a lot of these individuals does having more money make you less judgmental more mentally disciplined more altruistic with the world in general in your mind or does it not matter no i meant more in proportion i meant more uh um happier and healthier people in uh whatever the definition is like i'm if if i can kind of say i'm middle class and middle class whatever is between two extremes uh i think it's uh because at a certain point of time uh uh in in the equation between you and money money becomes kind of first mm. so if you elegantly kind of ignore or deprioritize that uh it actually makes you more balanced and think about so when i started to do priming and i was just thinking about what are the things I'm the most grateful for in this life. I, I was really shocked, actually, because I was thinking this whole career, like uh, raising the next fund, finding the company who can change the world is like the best. But then it's like pictures of my parents, my wife and my kids and my dog, actually. Yeah, yeah. Corgi dog. That's it. And, I, and, and it was, I know it sounds really obvious, but like for 45 years old man, it was shocking realization that Whatever I, I thought is important, mm-hmm. it's not. Right, right. What about the next wave mm-hmm. in 10, 15 years? Yeah. You've got a wearable on your chest. Yeah. You've got a glucose yeah. monitor. Yeah. This is like version 1.0 of yeah, like technology that's connected true. to the body. But what what is available now? What is going to be available mm-hmm. in 10 years for us to look forward to mm-hmm. so that we are disciplined now yeah. and we could use these things to accelerate living a longer life. Okay, uh, very so there's, interesting question. There's, there's yeah. glucose monitors now, you can yeah. track like your your, your yeah. blood sugar, your yeah. spike in yeah. your food, you've got this heart monitor that's in mm-hmm. your chest right now. <laughs> what else do we have right now? Okay, um, so what, what I'm gonna do, so I call it Horizon 2 of longevity, and Horizon 2 is about what are the technologies and, and scientific inventions that we're gonna see and enjoy yes. uh, in like 
10, 15 years time, 5, 10, 15 years time. But what I want to do, I'm going to talk you through like the three, uh, uh, like three biggest uh, areas okay. for the change. But I'm going to be using examples from today. Okay. Okay. So one is um, genomic medicine or like gene editing or gene engineering. Gene editing. Yeah. yeah. So then... Um, there's so many things which is happening in this field. And if you, if you want to pick up like one technology and one piece of science, which would fundamentally change us as humans, is actually genetics, right? And our ability to influence that, reprogram that, etc. In fact, I do believe that in, in 10 or 20 years time, uh, science and technology is going to be there. The problem is, it's going to be like regulation, obstacles and barriers mm -hmm. and ethics. I actually, I call it morality of immortality because I do believe that we have created technologies to extend our life, but we haven't created life that we want to extend. And that's like the biggest problem. Wow. So if you're interested, we can discuss later, but then- So genetic engineering. Yeah, like genetic engineering, because there's so many things that you can do. I mean, I, we might not know, right? But Moderna vaccine, and there's so many uh, COVID vaccines are, it's just uh, gene therapy. Uh, gene product. therapy. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's actually, uh, that's how close we are. Like 10 years ago, you can help like tenfold of people, like people who suffer from really rare genetic disease with the technologies that we had 10, 15 years ago. Right now it's massive. Or there's a drug, I don't want to use this name, which helps you to reduce cholesterol. And 40% of people, a population in developed countries, including the U.S., uh, suffer from high cholesterol problem, including myself. So it's just gene therapy drug, uh, wow. which can, I mean, you do it probably once every six months, which reduces your cholesterol level. And this is how close uh, gene therapy uh, and, you know, overall uh, field of genetic engineering, right. you know, come to us. So this, uh, this examples from today, but it's going to be massive in 10 or 20 years time. And that can, you can, even on an, at the embryonic stage, you can, peep, you can make kids and people are uh, prone to, oh, sorry, uh, uh, you can like defend them from uh, HIV, from wow. a lot of many disease, from genetic disease as well. Um, and then, and like we already know, like three thousand genes, we, which are responsible for longevity, for us living healthier and longer mm. life. So that's technically we will be able to reprogram them or uh, or switch them on, uh, literally in the next five to 10, 15 years. I'm pretty sure it's happening today in the lab. But again, the question going to be is, are we ready as a society? to accept that. And, I, mm -hmm. I, and again, I'm, I'm not advocating this. So There's a huge debate that we need to have. What is permitted there? But usually you start helping people who like, and they really late, having really late stage disease where they have no alternative for treatment apart from mm -hmm. that. Similar to what is happening with Elon Musk and Neuralink. Uh, well, if you think this, uh, if you think about Neuralink as a way to help people who, haven't, who have Alzheimer or dementia, right. well, that's, that's a great invention. Uh, uh, so that's the first is um, gene editing, uh, gene therapy, mm -hmm. very promising. There's so many science and technology of this you know, developing today, including vaccines. Uh, but then it's going to be transformational in terms of the size of, uh, uh, of application of this technology and, and science breakthroughs in our lives. So that's mm -hmm. one. Okay. S second is 
organ regeneration. So if you speak to father of gerontology, Aubrey the Great, uh, he's, he's saying that we, what we're doing now, we're transforming the view of human body from biological perspective to engineering perspective. Mm -hmm. It's almost like an old car metaphor that he used that if you want to extend resource of the old car, all you need to do is just kind of you know, do parts. maintenance and, yeah, yeah. And, and change the parts. So this is what is uh, well, this is what we're trying to do in case of human body and actually human mind as well. Mm. So, and then there's so many things happening in organ regeneration uh, field. Like we, uh, two years ago, we invested in a company from Pittsburgh uh, called Light Genesis. All they do is they regrow um, organs inside our own body. What? Like, yeah. So then That's crazy. I, I think it's crazy. Yeah. And they start in human trials next month. That's crazy. Yeah, they just they just have FDA approval. So what is happening? Oh my gosh. So in today's environment, if you have a problem with liver and you need to have a liver transplant, you wait six, nine, twelve months. Oh, uh, some people die. They because they couldn't really last that long. It's very expensive procedure. It's uh, probably seven to eight hundred thousand dollars for that. And success rate is not that high because your body thinks that this is a foreign organ and it does its Wants to best. reject it. Yeah, yeah, reject it. So it's autoimmune rejection reaction. Oh my gosh. So this is what is happening today. What Lagenesis does, it, it, it takes a donor liver, split it in, in 50 or 70 pieces, use very um, uh, non-invasive like laparoscopic operation to put it in your lymph node. It's actually here. Well, this is the best place to regrow that. And uh, in course of three to six months, your body regrows like no your way. liver B. And then yeah, what, you remove it and put it in? Uh, no, no, no. You it, just, just... it stays there. And, and uh, look, uh, our body is just a piece of art, right? So, and, and it takes as much work from your damaged liver as possible. And that's it. You just live with that. Wow. So they've done it with mice, dogs, um, monkeys. And again, they just got it with... 100% success rate, 100%. Oh and they just got FDA approval to start human trials. So it's not even like 10, 20 years from now. Like this five, is happening seven, today. Yeah, three, yeah. Five, but then imagine how many lives that we can uh, change that. Save, or, yeah. or Martin Rothblatt, amazing woman, the founder of United Ther uh, Therapeutics. Um, they work with um, like 3D printed organs. Yes. They work with uh, center transportation, just taking organs from... Uh, like any, other animals, human-like animals like pigs, etc., and helping people who's just gonna die without that, right? Without that help. And there's so many technologies that she's working on. So it's just, just brilliant. Um, uh, and in the end of the, actually, the funny thing that like the most difficult organs for us to uh, you know recreate and replace a heart and and brain, mm -hmm. and probably for the good reason. But um, well, this will come in the next ten. Really? 20 years yeah so that's uh that's that's crazy. we wouldn't supplement this with uh like computer brain uh, uh integration interface uh anyway so that's that's wow. the second piece like organ regeneration um and then uh third is um longevity in the pill um we're so used to the model of medicine when we're just taking pills and i kind of respect that i actually think it makes sense um so we already have quite a few drug candidates Mm. For us that, uh, for us to be able to use them as longevity drug, because right now if you go to like you know Walgreens or CVS and you ask uh, like a drug against aging, they would think you're crazy, or they will send you to cosmetics or to supplements, um, and this is counterintuitive, mm. right? Because your chances to get 
disease like your heart disease, cancer, you know, diabetes is, is exponentially increased with age, usually after age of 50 or 55. So that's, why is that? Uh, so obviously, um, we're looking at few trials like TAME trial done by my very good friend, uh, Professor Nir Barzilai. When, we, when they take in generic drug called metformin, who's been there for what, 50, 60 years, very safe. Mm -hmm. And they start in the trial with 5,000 people to see if there's actually you know, any positive effect on their uh, lifespan and health span. And I think statistically, it's, it, it, I do believe that metformin uh, we will prove that metformin can extend our life by two, three, kind of right. e even four years. Uh, but, uh, you know, please don't rush to kind of pharmacy or your doctor asking them to, to prescribe you metformin. You need to stay on longevity bridge. But then in five years' time, we'll have more um, uh, different candidates for longevity drug. And, in the, and I always kind of try to remember these funny things, interesting things about different... Uh, uh, longevity treatments and interventions. Uh, so they do in the study with like 5,000 people with metformin. And you know that in every study, you, this, you know, certain group you do metformin right. and the other one you do placebo. So placebo for this study was more expensive than wow. metformin itself. Wow. This is how cheap this, this whole thing. And this is actually illustration that not everything that uh, and it's not a good excuse saying like you know I'm I couldn't really afford this this and this. There's so many lifestyle changes or the simple things sure, like sure, sure. We will be able to use in 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 a, in a very near future to change our uh, life and to improve our health. That's exciting. And it there's, is. There's um, going to be new. You think there'll be new devices as well that we're connecting in, with our bodies? Yeah. So my concept called uh, Internet of Body, and and uh, you know I'm I'm not saying this is my thing, right? I think it's natural. Sure, it's sure. just like logically you you expand the Internet of uh, of things right, right. Uh, concept uh, to Internet of Body, and um, but we all gonna be uh, connected. In, in many ways. So, mm -hmm. like, well, think about this Zio patch right on my chest. So, what it does right now, it puts everything like seven days data and nights as well uh, on uh, cheap, and I just ship it to the company. Uh, in the next three to five years, uh, it will just, we're going to be direct transmission of the data in my electronic health record just, database, yeah. and that's it. And, and the same with glucose monitor. Uh, watch out, Apple. Apple has. Um, uh, enormous ability to disrupt a lot of things. And when people ask me about the future of healthcare industry, I, I'm actually saying that the, the biggest change will come not from old players doing new things. The biggest change will come from new players doing completely new things. Wow. And, and, and like, if you listen to Scott Galloway, uh, Professor Jay, he's, uh, he's saying, so if Apple want to add another trillion or two to its market capitalization, there's only three avenues. So it's uh, healthcare. education, yeah. Uh, healthcare and automotive, like a cars. Wow. So that's it. So and then I just seen a report uh, a year and a half ago. I think it came from Morgan Stanley that Apple might generate half of its revenue from healthcare by the end of this decade. Imagine that. we don't know if wow. this is happening or not, but obviously we tend to think that that our variable is like you know help to us to count the step, but it's already personalized healthcare devices. There's so many right. things that you can do with right. that. And all I need to add is like your glucose monitor uh, there and uh, 
blood pressure monitor. So that's going to be like 90 to 95% of data you need to, to measure on a regular basis. Crazy. So that's why, you know, I'm, I'm fan of the different wearables, but I switched to Apple Watch because that's like probably the biggest and most promising platform, which also personalized healthcare right. as well. And then funny enough, uh, uh, what was this? Okay, so it was a study I was just looking at from last year that 30% of the world data uh, is uh, healthcare data. Mm. Imagine that. And um, well, the other funny things, I'm, I'm full of anecdotes, that I think it was in the UK, like a natural, uh, national healthcare regulator uh, recently prohibits the purchase of fax machines mm. for healthcare uh, providers and hospitals. Imagine, it's 2021. Uh, when was the last time you've seen fax machine? Uh, it, yeah, I'm not even sure. Ago, yeah. yeah, but then it's still like 70% of the data exchange happening in form of fax. Wow, it's crazy. So what are we talking about? Uh, that's why it's, it's important to be digital. It's important yes. to embrace the concept of Internet of Body. And it's like as preventive as possible. Yeah. So it's going to be, I guarantee, it's going to be 10 to 20 times cheaper for you, for your healthcare <laughs> provider, if you do that. I'm loving this stuff. This is some great information. You got a lot more great data in here that people should check out. The Science and Technology of Growing Young by Sergey Young. Make sure you guys check (laughs) out the book. I've got a couple final questions for you. Um, This question is called The Three Truths. Mm -hmm. I ask everyone at the end. Mm -hmm. So I'd like you to imagine you're 200 years old and it's your last day. You finally got to turn the lights off. Okay. Right? You made it. But you got to go mm-hmm. to the next place. Okay. You got to leave your body, whatever happens yeah. with your mind. But you get, so let's say it's over. Uh, and for whatever reason, you've accomplished every dream. Mm-hmm. The billion lives you're changing, you know, you're writing books, you're doing whatever you want to do. Yeah. You're living those dreams. But for whatever reason, you've got to take all of your written words with you. All of your content, your work, the information you put into the world, mm-hmm. videos, whatever. Yeah. Got to go with you to the next place. Okay. So no one has access to your information okay. anymore. This book and everything else is okay. gone. Hypothetical. Interesting. Interesting. But you get to leave behind three things you know to be true. Uh-huh. Three lessons you would leave with the world. And this is all we would have to remember you by. Okay. What would you say, Sergey? Okay. are your three truths? Oof. Um, okay. First, there's only love. If people are mean to you, not supportive of you, being judgmental with you, discouraging you, giving you a hard time, uh, you need to love them unconditionally because they are in search of life, of love. They mm-hmm. are, this is what they strive for. This is what they're missing in their life. This is their way to cry for help. So whenever you think someone is really being bad for you you just need to transform it into Mm. understanding that this person needs help Mm -hmm. and and it's now your responsibility to give him or her as much love and support as you can and and i've done it so many things in life you couldn't even imagine how people change after you you kind of give them like even a recognition of their heart feeling or the hardship that they went through life in the past or today type of problems they were trying to solve and you were there to support them and help. Uh, 
so that's that's going to be truth number one. Okay, number one. Uh, truth number two is um, you need to embrace as much no's in opposite to yes that you receive. So we we live in a culture where uh, no is like a shame. We take it personally. We think it's failure. Uh, but then, like speaking of Martin Rothblatt, who's just working a lot on organ regeneration. So she's saying like. If I didn't receive my 99 no's, I will not get to my yes. So just embracing your failures and um, being really happy that someone has told you that. Because I think it's Scott Galloway again who's saying, if you're not receiving enough no's, that means that you're not going to try hard enough. Mm -hmm. And then the third truth is... um, mm, the only guy, the only person in this world that you're competing with is is just you. Mm. Okay, so no matter how strong or weak you are in 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 any areas, um, your mission and your happiness will come uh, come from every day trying to be like a better, a little, even a little bit better version of yourself. This is the most fascinating mindset that you can have. Well, it's beautiful. I don't think I've heard those three in that order, so that's great. Thank you for those. Um, how can we support you? Where can we follow you online? Um, I, I think the easiest way is to go to sergeyyoung.com, mm-hmm. and we have a beautiful newsletter. There's a lot of newsletters in the field, but what we're trying to do, we're we, we translating signs of health and longevity in uh, very simple words. Uh, so it's kind of engaging, but also sure. interesting, because this this there's so many confusion in this space so we're trying yeah. to be as science-based as possible okay we you can even like download the f- uh, 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 free version of um, chapter from the book uh, it's a chapter it's my favorite chapter called morality of immortality about how our world and we should change by taking responsibility for our own health and the health of the planet uh, on our own uh, mm. shoulders. So that's probably like the easiest way to follow me, like Instagram cool. or you know, LinkedIn. Sergey Young on Instagram yeah, as well. Yeah. Perfect. SergeyDunn.com. Check out the newsletter, Instagram as well. Get the book, The Science and Technology of Growing <laughs> Young. Make sure you guys check this out. Um, final question for you before I ask it. Mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge you, Sergey, for your mission. I think uh, having the audacity to live to 200 is a big mission and a dream that can at least inspire people to live longer. Maybe they don't want to live that long, or maybe they can't think that big, but maybe they say, you know what, maybe I get to 100, 105, 110, whatever it is for them. So I acknowledge you for your youthful energy, your maniac on a mission uh, research, and your investing in these technologies to help it be more affordable for the rest of us to live younger. I appreciate and acknowledge you for that. Uh, My final question is, what is your definition of greatness? definition of greatness um well my definition of greatness is um you are great when you helping other people mm-hmm. to be great mm. that's it there you go that's like the only thing oh, man. That we need to remember okay? so yeah thank you very thank much you. man Thanks, love guys. it thank you 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please share it with a friend, post it over on social media, tag me at Lewis Howes over on Instagram as well when you're sharing it, and text a few friends right now that you think would be inspired to hear more of this information. Also, make sure to subscribe over to the School of Greatness over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and stay up to date on all the latest and greatest on how to take your life to the next level. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I want to leave you with this quote from Steve Jobs who said, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. And if you are crazy enough to think that you can transform your life, then you'll be able to do it if you think about it and act on the things that will support you in optimizing your health and optimizing the way you think, optimizing the foods, the sleep patterns, all of these different things we talked about. So make sure you're doing the things on a daily basis that your future self will thank you for. And I want to remind you, if no one's told you lately that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. I'm so grateful for you. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.